the Cigar Cast, a weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Devin. I'm joined as I am every week by Mr. Shane Reeves. You know, you know, you pick the right podcast partner when we each decide to bring each other a cigar, and neither one of us discuss it beforehand. That's exactly right. I mean, just out of you come in, I said, "Hey, I got your stick," and you came and said, "Hey, I got yours." Right? <laughs> no, we didn't even discuss it. We're I love so that. Into. We were on the we were on the same wavelength this we week. We are. So let's go ahead and get our cigars lit because we got a lot of stuff I want to get. Well, to. Let's, let's first talk about how we're going to cut these cigars. Oh yes, I I am so excited about this. I can't believe you pulled the trigger on it. Well, we talked about the Victor Knox cigar cutter last week, the Swiss Army knife of the cigar cutter built in, and I ordered one. Is this the smaller of the two? With right, the scissors? this is the twenty-eight dollar model. Okay, this isn't the big one. It has one blade, one nail file corkscrew, toothpick, tweezers, and cigar cutter. That thing is awesome. And I have been cutting my cigars with this since I got it, and I really, really like it. I hope the edge holds up. That's my only thing. I really love it when the excitement of a new accessory is not overshadowed by poor performance when you get it. I mean, you know, to know that something lives up to the hype that you built up in your head about it, I think just is, is incredible. And unfortunately, not very common. Yeah, not very common to happen. Um, the hardest thing about that, carrying that in your pocket at all times, making yourself not use it for cutting something other than cigars. Well, but it does have the regular blade on it. I love the fact that it's got that contoured case on it, too. You know, typically when you think of the Victorinox Swiss Army knife, it's just that flat. This has a nice little contour. It fits in your hand really nicely. Well, so what you'll be cutting with that tonight... Oh, yeah. I guess I'll go first. I brought you a Tatawahe Series P. Have you ever had a Tatawahe Series P? I have had a four boxes worth of this cigar. No, 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 no. This bit don't work if you've ever had it before. No, Shane. Tell me all about it. Okay. I believe so the, it's a so the, $5 Tatawahe, right? The, the legend of the Tatawahe Series P, please come around the campfire here. <laughs> Mr. Bust My Bubble two weeks in a row. <laughs> I closed your knife, too. Sorry that's about a, that. That's there all right. And all is that Pete Johnson walking around on the floor, all the rollers were taking leftover medium filler and putting them together and making the cigar that they would actually smoke on the floor, and Pete was smoking them. And there's only like 10 shops in the country get this cigar, and it happens Bell Mead Cigars in Nashville here is one of them. Mm-hmm. My shop in Atlanta used to get them as well. Oh, yeah. And... Just an excellent, it's six ninety nine up there. It's a little more than $5 now. Back in 2014, I think when I first started smoking the cigar, you could get a box of them for $87. See, that's, and that's an amazing cigar. That it, cigar it really is. is so oh, good for... Although I will say this is a little different than the Siri P that I remember. This is a little different size. They only came in a Corona and a Robusto at that time. They only come in two sizes up there. They have a Robusto, a, Robusto, a shorter, stockier cigar. Yeah. And then they have the more Toro size yeah. that that one is. Which, I'm, which is exciting because this is the size that I love. Okay. So now that you've totally ruined my thoughtful gift to you, redeem yourself. Well, yours is a oh. cigar that also has a story to it. We talked about it last week when I smoked it. So this is the Sanctuary from Crown Head, since I know you've never been up to Smoker's Abbey in uh, East Nashville, and I think it's a cigar that you will really, really like. Uh, is there Perique tobacco in here? I get a It a smells like Perique. it, but they have released none of the details, not even to the shop owner himself. It's all just it, Nicaraguan tobacco is all we know about it. It is kind of a pseudo-box press Toro, only comes in that one size. Uh, it's only been out for about two or three weeks now. Have you cut yours before I wet I my? have. Okay. Yeah. When, when sharing a cutter, I don't want to wet my cigar before I cut it. Which is, okay, so before I get to, I mean, that's basically all there is to say about your cigar, but we've talked about that from an etiquette standpoint before. Never, you know, wet your cigar before using a shop cutter. Uh, but you'll notice I didn't wet mine before using your cutter. Uh-huh. But anytime I'm using my personal cutter, I always do wet my cigar before I cut it. I feel like that's the woodworker in me that, you know, the little bit of moisture in the wrapper makes it more pliable, makes it less likely to tear. I, it's kind of like the old tricks of the trade, how you, you can either wet the piece of wood that you're working with before you saw it to resist splintering or use tape or something like right. that. Right, if you don't... If you don't want a board to split, blunt the end of your nail. 
Right. Turn it over and blunt the end of your nail which and it will com- not split the Which board. is completely counterintuitive, but it works. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a... Hey, Aaron's got a ladder, a step ladder. wonder if he ever knew he's real You're ladder. You're not my real ladder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just happened to see Aaron walking by with a step ladder. Aaron doesn't work here, for those listening at home. <laughs> but uh, Beth's obviously conned him that's into the, doing uh, some repair that's work. That's the quickest you've ever pulled the show over, I believe. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, I'm really looking forward to this cigar. Like I said, I get a hint of Perique. Yeah, it smells and looks like uh, 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 pipe tobacco. See, now we've messed up. Now, now we've we both interacted. Have to. Now one of us is going to have to talk. I'm going to, I'm going to be a gentleman. I will let you light first. Because I want to talk about Beverly Hills, California, inches toward tobacco sales ban, but exempts premium cigar lounges. Okay. See, I like the idea of this, but I know there's a catch. Well, no. Uh, I mean, they're starting, starting to ban almost all sales of tobacco within city limits in two thousand, beginning in 2021. Um, Buena Vista Cigar Club, the Grand Havana Room, and Nazareth's Fine Cigars. <laughs> you have a cigar and a novena? <laughs> hair, a little hair of the dog? Yeah. Um, fine cigars will be exempt and will be able to conduct business as usual. So is this, this goes into your whole how much you hate grandfather clauses. Either allow it or don't. Right. Either It's either legal or it is not. Right. This, because, because it sounds like to me... And I'm going to go on for a little bit so you can get your cigar lit. It sounds a bit to me like they're saying that the existing cigar shops are going to be able to continue on with no effect to their business. But it doesn't sound, based on what I've read, that there's any provisions to allow new cigar shops to pop up. So basically it becomes a lot like the FDA, how you had to be making it before 2006 or whatever. Did you, did, did you get it overwhelm you a little bit? I got a snoot full. <laughs> I took a big breath of air through my nose. Hold on, let me finish lighting this one. I still got butane. But yeah, so you're definitely over the 10-second mark. But yeah, so it sounds to me like it's going to prevent other people from moving in in the space. Wow, that's good. That's yeah. really, that's very pipey. Mm-hmm. Very pipe tobacco-y. And uh, I can see why it's a shop exclusive because... I, I would bet there's Perique in here. I'm yeah, just betting. That's what I get to. And and it makes sense as well because that shop does a lot of pipe business. It's a hipster shop. Hipsters are all about the pipe, so it makes sense. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, this goes back to what I always say. Either do something or don't. In this world, commit. Either say, yes, we're going to outlaw sales of tobacco, or no, we're going to let you have cigars, and that be it. Because otherwise, you're just slowly choking them to death. Now, what's going to happen, I wonder what the provisions are. Of course, it's not covered in this article. If they wanted to sell one of these cigar lounges. Right. If someone else is allowed to take over as long as it's the same footprint, same location, right. same name. Because if they are, then these licenses are going to become worth multi-millions. The, the license, it'll be like a pawn shop license in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It'll be worth way more than the physical property will ever be. So I'm just curious if that's how that's going so to you break can't, down. So you can't open a pawn shop in Vegas because they've got too many, so the only way to get one is to buy one off of one that's already existing? Is that how that works? Well, no, a Vegas pawn license can cost in excess of a million dollars. Holy crap. Yeah, you can't just go in Vegas and say, okay, I'm going to open a business as a pawn shop. They have a certain number of pawn licenses. And I only know this because I used to watch Pawn Stars. Okay. Because conceivably, a lot of times, the pawn shops are worth less than the license. And all people would rather have the license than actually have the shop. Makes sense. So, going through something else, since I'm going to get all my grumbling out early. Okay. That'll be a first. So, Guardian of the Farm Buster. Okay. Now, this is... I've spoken highly of the Guardian of the Farm. We, we know what have. a fan I am. Yeah, uh, we both love that cigar. It's one of the few cigars I think that we vehemently agree on. And here it is, finally the size I've been waiting for. Farm Buster is a 6x60 Nicaraguan Puro. I'm so excited. And it's only sold in Costa Rica. Houston. Okay, might may as well, may, may as well be Costa Rica. And not only is it only sold in, Co- in Houston, Costa Houston, <laughs> They're only making 200 boxes of 25. What do you what do you guess the MSRP? What's the regular one about $11? Uh, MSRP on the regular one's closer to 8 oh, 8 okay. or 9. Oh, that's right. That's right. So this is probably around the 
10 to 12? $10.50. Yeah. I figured you would guess higher when I said the 200 box thing. Well, but they're not really known for doing that, for price gouging on limited release. Well, I hope that this is just them test marketing it, and then we'll get it in a Casa de Monte Cristo here. It also makes me wonder, and I don't know enough about the farm there at Aganorsa, but I wonder if it's an availability of tobacco thing. You know, if only we had a listener that happened to work at Casa de Monte Cristo, Nashville. Oh, and could give us the lowdown. We, and, we're going to have to go over there and find th- someone he, to start listening might, to the show. He might could, he might could make a phone call <laughs> to one of the four Houston locations, Serious Cigars Champions Galleria, JF Key, or Webster. I'll send you the numbers, Hutch. Um, um, if only we had a listener... That, with, that, with connections on the inside. Yeah, that could get me a couple of these. I, man, wouldn't that be great? That would make the whole podcast worthwhile. <laughs> if we could You're putting do a lot of weight on this supposed <laughs> listener, this uh, you know, this yeah. person who may or may not exist. Who, who may or may not be mowing the ball field every time he listens to us. That's right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we, we love our listeners, and I love... I always feel it's nice when I get to pick on one in particular. It makes me happy because it means you've taken your aim off of me for a second. <laughs> Don't worry. The wheel <laughs> will come back around. Oh, I know it will. But I even gave you some sound ammunition earlier today. I'm surprised you haven't <laughs> taken me out on it yet. But anyway, so they're going to release this in Houston. They aren't saying anything changed in the blend. I think it is just a unique size. Yeah. And also, it's been an interesting week in cigars for me. I decided this week I was going to smoke more smaller cigars. Okay. And I'll not smoke more cigars that are smaller, smoke smaller cigars. Right. I shouldn't say more smaller cigars. I know what you mean, though. So is this for time constraints or just trying to open up your sphere of influence a little bit? It's to keep from becoming an old fuddy-duddy and being the guy, you know, I'm smoking smaller cigars for the same reason that I watch documentaries. Because I don't want to get so set in my ways. And if everything you smoke is a 6x60, you can't not be neglecting something. Right. Well, and it's, you know, Austin here gives me a hard time all the time because it seems like every time he talks to me, I'm smoking a box press. He's like, I thought you don't like box press. I don't like box press. It is not my preference. But... It's, I cannot make a profession like that out of ignorance. If I'm going to say that I don't like box press, I need to say that with a plethora of experience to know that that's how I actually feel and not that just the one box press I smoked wasn't good. So to the same point, there are some cigars that taste better in the smaller ring gauge sizes that we would miss out on if we didn't vary our taste. I don't like Lanceros, but I smoke them occasionally. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It's a, you know, it's been interesting because I've been just saying, okay, I'm going to let myself smoke a smaller cigar. I'm not going to worry about it. Because at the end of the day, the difference in a 5 by 44 and a 6 by 60 is not a lot of tobacco. No. You know, it's less tobacco than would fit in the palm of your hand. So I should Especially if you're looking at the seed level. Sure. <laughs> I shouldn't. But I've been trying to broaden my horizons and expand out and try some different things. And some of the things I've learned, one, a lot of the times my crooked burn comes from smoking such a big cigar. I I absolutely think that that's probably a lot of it. Well, you know, I've been battling the crooked burn. For a couple months now. Yeah, really been battling. I've tried different cutters. 2019 has been the year of the crooked burn for you. It has. I've really had to battle the crooked burn. Is that a different Chinese Zodiac, the year of the crooked burn? Year of the crooked burn. (laughs) And the smaller cigars, just by volume, can't burn as crooked. I mean, you know, now I'm taking also extra time to light all my cigars to be sure that they're well lit, be sure that they're evenly done. I've strayed away from the V cut and went more to the straight cut. Again, just trying to, to trim out that. Well, it's, burn. it's that considered life that you leave. I mean, you 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 don't or lead, not leave. It's you don't go into anything without fully considering what part you play. So whether it's an argument with somebody or a discussion about the f- certain facet of society or even your cigars, 
you're going to take an introspective approach first and say, okay, I've been noticing every cigar across different brands, different sizes, different lines, they're all burning crooked. Maybe it's something with me. And you're going to take the time to explore maybe what you can do to fix it rather than just saying, man, it's a bunch of crap cigars that I've been. So I applaud you for that. I mean, that's, but that's the way you live your life. That's your personality. Well, thank you. I strive to live my life in that manner. And I never want to live an unexamined life. I'm always... Now, sometimes I over-examine. You know, this week I was taking tests for my real estate thing, which I nailed. And in the process of taking the test, I had to say, okay, this is not the right answer, but this is the answer they want to hear. Right. And there is some part of that. If you ever find yourself in life having difficulty with another human being, you should ask yourself the question... Do I want to be successful or do I want to be right? Because if the answer to your question is, I just want to be right, you're probably on the wrong track. Then you're already asking the wrong question. Right. You're already behind the eight balls. So, but I'll Trey, Trey was messing around with his headphones, everyone, so I got a little distracted during that litany. Sorry, they were hurting my ears. I had to make an adjustment. So, Ebor City... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go, 2019, I'm going to try to go to Ybor City. I may leave, leave on a cruise out of Tampa. Yeah, no, it's, I've never been either. I, I'd love to get down there. Well, J.C. Newman Cigar Company is expanding their Ybor City factory as well as, this is what I don't understand. When I was looking for news stories today to talk about, um, half the news stories said, J.C. Newman, a multi-million dollar expansion, and the other half of the news stories say, J.C. Newman, fighting to keep a cigar factory open. And, <laughs> which is it? Are we, are yeah, we expanding one, it's or be are we fighting it? Yeah. I mean, because if you're fighting it, you wouldn't be expanding. Right. And also, I'm trying to figure out, you know, this is J.C. Newman's crack at the FDA regulations. Mm-hmm. And I was actually looking it up. Um, this is a timeline for when the FDA thing started. And um, June 22nd, 2009, President Barack Obama signed the Tobacco Control Act that gave FDA power to control tobacco products. Now... Ten years ago. I'm not going to scream about uh, Barack Obama. Too many people do that. I'm not going to assault the man personally. I'm just going to say, as an executive... When you already have a Bureau of Tobacco Firearms, why would you give the FDA tobacco? This seems like the stupidest, cash-grabbingest, dumbest thing a human being can do. Well, it, it sounds like good old boy politics is what it sounds like to me. Someone needed a little more to do during the day. They, you know, Some desk jockey had an axe to grind, and it just... Here you go. Play with this for a while. But how did he get it through to the president's desk? This has Michelle written all Obama written all over. This has it takes a village mentality written all over. Oh, we must protect the children. Protect the children. The children are doing fine, folks. Um, then on 2018, June 26, Marco Rubio stood before Thomas and asked Congress and asked that premium cigars be removed from the FDA's regulations, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in March of this year, 2019, Scott Gottlieb proposed processes to help steer teenagers from tobacco products, which include... And then promptly stepped down. Yeah, e-cigarettes. <laughs> and now the, commi- the proposal is in the hands of FDA Commissioner Ned Sharpless, director of the National Cancer Institute, which I'm not going to make any... Judgments on Ned. We don't have enough information yet to know what that's going to do for us. But, but yeah, I, so, so you think that the, the J.C. Newman thing is a direct result? I think J.C. Newman is going about this all wrong. Okay. I think J.C. Newman is trying to elicit an emotional response and say, this is an American company that employs, you know, this many people and this is the last cigar factory in Tampa and all this stuff, when you should just say, hey, folks, common sense is, the statistics are, everything bears out, kids ain't smoking cigars. Right. Let's exempt premium cigars. Can we not just all have one voice and pound that through Congress in the House's head? And I think the problem is that all of us who are enjoying the hobby 
and out here, the ones who are actually doing the, the smoking of the cigar, we all agree on that. The problem is everyone, every single elected official in there right now has somebody else they have to answer to than the people that voted them in, well, whether it's special interest groups, lobbies, uh, you know, people they owe favors to, whatever. So, yeah, I think we can all agree that kids aren't smoking leave, uh, cigars, so leave cigars alone. The problem is that the people who need to hear that message, it doesn't matter because they've already promised the world to their best friend. Well, but when J.C. Newman sends out a garbled, you know, a garbled response of, oh, we're trying to protect our factory and these jobs, I don't know that they're helping the cause. No, they are, especially since isn't that the factory that mostly makes machine-made cigars? Yes. That we talked about? So, yes. So someone could look at that and say, well, this is the exact type of product that we were trying to kill. It's working full steam ahead. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of this of J.C. Newman's approach. I'm I'm not going to give them credit that oh they're trying to stand up for premium cigars because I don't think they are. I don't. I think this is a thinly veiled ruse. Yeah, I I, I do applaud their attempt because I do think their heart's in the right place of what they're trying to do. The problem is I just don't think it's going to land. So maybe a, maybe a ham fisted attempt. Yeah, a half. A half donkeyed, half with how my dad would have said it, yeah. <laughs> approach to this. Yeah, perhaps. At all. But anyway, okay, let's step away and talk about Cigar Unrate. By the way, this sanctuary is excellent. I'm glad you think so. I knew that that was going to hit your palate well. I love that cigar. Even as much of a not-crowned heads fan as I am, this really has a good flavor to it. Um, I like the wrapper. The wrapper has that toothiness and that oiliness, the... Like I said, there's Perique tobacco in here. I'm almost positive. And it's just a great, great flavor of cigar. I'm really enjoying it. Your, your pee is smoking slowly. It is smoking very slowly. Uh, you know, the, the draw is a little tighter than I prefer, but not bad. You know, I told you I've been having that issue lately. So you, for you, 2019 is the year of the uneven burn. For me, it's the tight draw. And so I, so I don't know. It's also just I'm not getting that huge plumage of smoke, which Tatawahe is not really known for that anyway. So, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining at all. The flavor is very subtle. This is so when you think about where the Siri P came from, like you said, it's the, the factory floor smoke. It's made of leftovers. It's meant to be a working man's cigar. You can completely understand why it smokes and tastes the way it does. It is very mild. It's probably a, a light medium. Right. It's an all-day smoke. You can smoke these back to back to back. It'll never burn your palate out. It's the it, you know it's the ginger ale of the cigar world, and, and for that it's perfect. And I and I do love this cigar. Great cigar. I really enjoy those. I've I've got to just go buy a bundle. They don't even sell those in boxes. The only way you get those is in bundles. Oh, they used to come in boxes. Yeah, they don't even come in boxes anymore. If they had it in a 6x60, I would be in. Right. But that's the only thing that's kept me from purchasing a bundle is they've got it in, is the sizing of it. Is this the the crazy woman from the pizza place running around with stuff in her hand? Delivering a pizza to the passenger side of a big rig with a trailer on the back, like up into the window of the... That was hilarious. Anyway, when we come back... <laughs> Sorry, folks, this is the ADD cigar cast tonight. <laughs> You'd think if we were outside, so when we were outside, we would be more distracted than yeah, we are we're here. We're finally back inside for the first time in two months, and look at us. How can, how can the truck driver get a pizza delivered to the passenger side of his, and if I order one over there, she won't even bring it to me? That's right. <laughs> when we get back, I want to talk about, I want to go back to the basics, and I want to know if this is bad cigar information out here. I've got two articles both from very unqualified sources and non-traditional sources that I want to go over. And I want to see if this is bad cigar information or if I am too into the know. All right. Well, we'll be back with that after this. Shane here with this week's Cigar Under 8. This week I want to talk about one of my wife's favorites. This is the Illusione Rothschild. This is one of my favorites as well, and I don't smoke it nearly as often as I should based on how good it is. It is a like a, a, a perfect it is a perfect medium. 
It is. It's a dead middle of the road cigar. It's the perfect. It was the perfect cigar for her to step up into once she quit the flavored. Um, the wrapper it says is Ecuador, Connecticut, Maduro, San Andreas. It's a San Andreas wrapper, folks. Right. This is and this is not a super powerful San Andreas. This is blended really well. And can, the nice thing about the Rothschild size is that you're not committed to it for an hour and a half. It's a good 45-minute smoke. It is. It's a four and a half by 50 is the only size they come in. Um, they do come in both Connecticut and San Andreas, but all I've ever seen is the San Andreas. I've never had a Connecticut in the Rothschild. I, I haven't either. Um, they come in a box of 50, so it's a little bigger little bigger bundle if you buy that, but most cigar shops will give you a break on 20 cigars. Right. That's yes, kind of so the internationally can... recognized standard. Exactly. And all, but until next week, try the Illusiones Rothschild. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Shane, sitting here with the bull that brings his own china shop. Trade it. <laughs> I like that one. Well, you know, a friend of ours uses that one. Jay uses that here all the time. And, I, I, of course, I can't nothing leave it alone. I have to dissect it. And I, it's really unfair. I just said you, said you were that because I wanted to open this conversation. Um, we have a gentleman that comes in here that is a bull that brings his own china shop. I can think of a couple people this might be. Well, and what it means is it's someone that brings a subject, and regardless of your position on it, he argues the opposite. That's exactly who you were. That's who I thought you were talking about. And also, the bull that brings his own china shop is a modern, definitely a modern feature happening in our society. It is. Okay. So, browsing around today looking for things to talk about on the podcast. WikiHow. Now, have you ever tried to do anything using WikiHow? It, they are written so poorly. It's as if the person writing it was told... Okay, so here's how I think that they get their content. Someone comes up with an idea in Mandarin, and then they tell someone who speaks French through a translator what the instructions are. And then that person in French talks to someone in English what the instructions are through a translator, and then that person writes it. Well, and that's right in line with this article. So how? So I'm going to turn my iPad so that we can both see this, because this is hilarious. I was right. really please don't use this to learn how to smoke a cigar. This is the description of the six sizes of cigars that WikiHow has. <laughs> Those are the six: Perfecto, Pyramid, Corona, Torpedo, Panatella, and Calabra. Yeah, those are the only six I know of. I've been I've been smoking cigars for years now. I've never smoked a Calibra. I've never had the desire. And I have, sm- actually. Okay, do you smoke all three at once? Do you no, break you them smoke, off and you, smoke them one at a time? The idea is that you share it with two friends. And so you break it apart, and you all smoke it at the same time. So the idea behind it is that you share it. That seems like some sort of ceremony that afterwards you'd all be legally married. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it, it is a bit... Uh, Incestuous is the wrong word, but it is a little too kumbaya-ish to, yeah, for me. Yeah, it's, it's a little tight. What I also like... <laughs> the drawings are hilarious. <laughs> Y'all need to go to WikiHow and just pull this up. Thank you for saving me from that. What I also like is that the Corona and the Torpedo are the same size. Right, they're the same size. They just whacked off on four... If I, I could kill a man with their drawing of a torpedo. <laughs> you could. It looks like the thing... You know the hammer they sell in Sharper Image and Sky Mall to be able to break a window? Yes. It looks like the end of that. Well, and the but pyram- a torpedo is usually about a Robusto or a Toro size. It's not as thin as a Corona. So, Oh, it's got a gift, too. I like it. Familiar size. So they're um, WikiHow's instructions. Number one, familiarize yourself with the varieties of cigars. And then they show a little hand movie that. Number two, choose a mild cigar. Uh, now, what's he doing to that cigar? <laughs> I believe he's milking it. <laughs> <laughs> if I see somebody doing We have th- got to post a link to this. If I see somebody doing that to a cigar in the humidor, I'm going to call Cigar Protective Services. Right. And see if I can get them turned in. Because that cigar cannot be hold enough for what this guy is doing to no. it in this particular gif. <laughs> and what's the eyeball floating above doing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I know this is a podcast and this is a very visual thing, but I must bring this up at all. So, I, so after you have 
massaged and aroused your cigar. <laughs> your mild you gotta cigar. Make it, you got to make it nice and firm. <laughs> Inspect the cigar. Well, you just spent 10 minutes pawing the thing it. <laughs> with an eye floating above you for some reason we've still yet to determine. And you're supposed to inspect the cigar. I th- you, you should inspect it before you ever pick it up. Yeah, you shouldn't fondle a To me, once you fondle a cigar, you have you bought own a that cigar. cigar. Yeah. yeah. You have bought the cigar at that point. Um, I also I also like that under inspect the cigar, they show you putting it in a humidor. Well, that's actually the next. Store oh, okay. the cigar appropriately. Well, what if you want to smoke it right? right. Th- I mean, you've already f- you're not going to massage it and then put it in the humidor to rest. That's how you get blue cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, cutting the cigar. Okay, this is by far the most perverted gif I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, uh, they're showing you cutting the cigar. <laughs> oh, you need to train Moyle for that. <laughs> they, they whack off a solid quarter inch of cigar. Now, this is where I really start talking about bad information, because I read the article. And they said, place the blade where the cap meets the cigar. I never would cut a cigar that way. No, you don't want to cut a cigar that deep. Now, if it is a double or triple cap, you want to be between the longest cap and the shortest cap. Right. So if if you're dealing with more than one cap uh, line, then yes, line it up with the one closest to the foot of the cigar. If you've only got a single cap on there... Go about halfway between where the curve starts and where the line is where it meets the rest of the cigar. If you cut the cap off, you've gone too far. Right, because then it's going to unravel on you. Lighting the cigar. <laughs> well, they're showing it with a Zippo. Does it? Yeah, the, none of these, even the one with the check mark. if this was a multiple choice test. You got it I, all wrong. And I had light the cigar, and there was a Zippo, a grill lighter, paper matches, and a candle. I would choose none of the above. Well, the paper matches are the best uh, of what's provided there. Never a candle, especially a scented one. Um, you don't want to use a Zippo or any liquid flame or liquid fuel flame. Right. Uh, does it say in the description there that a Zippo or does it say butane? It'll be under it, I think. Does uh, it say what type of lighter? Longwood matches or butane lighter are preferable as they won't affect the flavor. So at least they got that part. They got the description right, but they didn't show the right picture with Worst it. Worst of all, scented candles. I can't tell you the number of times I've been on the back porch and there's been a citronella sitting there running <laughs> off mosquitoes just thinking, I wonder what that would do to the flavor of my cigar. Yeah, it'd also give you three eyeballs. Let's, let's talk about this one right here for a second. Uh, read the description on that one because I want to see if it matches up with what it's showing because I don't do this and I don't agree with it at all. I don't all. think you should ever do this. Warm the tobacco in the foot of the cigar. The foot of the cigar is the part you'll actually light. I'm glad they keep that out. Hold it below the foot without touching it and rotate it a few times until the foot is evenly warmed. You don't have to toast your cigar. It looks cool. I get it. You know, it looks like you know what you're doing when you hold the flame up and the cigar and you're rotating. You don't have to do it. And you're more, especially if you're a novice smoker who's following something like this, you are more likely to damage the cigar by scorching it than you are to actually enhance the light. So as I'm moving down... Sorry, I've got on my soapbox for That's a okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on down. Now, it does say smoking the cigar. This is the one graphic that is actually accurate. They yep. have a green arrow showing smoke in the mouth, and they have a red arrow showing down the throat. Don't inhale your cigar. Okay. So that's the one graphic they actually did that looked proper. Now, this is funny. Remove the band after 12 puffs. (laughs) That's oddly specific. So at exactly 12 puffs. Now, I think I'm at 11 and 7 eighths. Yeah. (laughs) I should probably pull the band in. No, you don't. You remove the band when the heat causes the band to release. I am going to go one step further. You remove the band whenever you dang well please. Yeah, 12 puffs is an interesting... Enjoy your cigar with an alcoholic beverage. So if you don't drink, you can't smoke cigars. Apparently so. I'm breaking the law. Oh, no, they don't. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to get hot under the collar for this one. Do they really suggest that you snuff it out in the ashtray? This is the example of what not to do, even though it's clearly made. Simply set it aside in the ashtray. The The 
cigar will extinguish after a minute or two. Now, it's a little longer than a minute It's about five minutes. But okay, here's the best part of this article, the questions. Oh. And uh, there's some really good ones here. Um, Why are you not supposed to inhale cigar smoke? (laughs) Try it. You tell me. (laughs) Try it and you'll figure out. Um, Let's see here. I, I... are the, are the questions actually genuine questions? It's These are not, genuine questions people have listed. Is smoking a cigar bad for you? No. Moving why, on. Why don't I inhale the smoke? Again, just try it. You'll, just try you'll, it. You'll find out. Yeah, you'll very quickly. Should I take the cigar out of the humidor a few minutes or hours before smoking it? Now, this is an <laughs> interesting question. Well, you've got to defrost it first <laughs> before you smoke it. I mean, are you are you is it, are you letting it breathe? What is? Why would you not just pull it out of the humidor and commence to smoke it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to put it in the decanter for a couple of hours to let the tannins mellow. And how far down should I smoke the cigar? That's a pretty good question. That actually is a pretty good question. And I'll stop when the smoke becomes unpleasantly hot, or when the cigar is hot to the fingers holding it. I w- I would also say if the flavor changes significantly to where it turns you off, because I have some. I have smoked some cigars where all of a sudden you get just past the band and it turns bitter on you real bad. This is the best question. Do I like the side I cut where the band is or the opposite side? <laughs> Someone actually asked that question. I have actually, I don't, I don't think I've talked about this on the show. I'll never forget. I was working here this about four years ago. And I was cleaning up. It was on a Saturday. And there was a Padron anniversary in an ashtray that was basically not smoked at all. And they had tried to light the uncapped, the uncut cap. I had also seen one where the cigar they were had a footband, and they cut the footband off with the cigar, and then proceeded to smoke it that way. Uh, (laughs) So it takes all kinds. How long can I keep a cigar in a humidor? About five years? No, you can keep them forever. As long as your humidor is good, you can keep them forever. Right. And I'll... Um, just going down, do cigars come in different flavors? <laughs> no, we all smoke the same cigar all the time. So that's the wiki how on how to smoke a cigar. Okay, am I wrong or is that bad information? It's, it's mostly bad information. It spends a lot of time up top talking about stuff that doesn't matter. Um, I don't think they got the light right, or or the 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 thing is, what makes them so approachable are their graphics. You know, they've got great graphics. The problem is they don't really give good information, especially the last one where it shows someone snuffing out the cigar in an ashtray. There's not a big red X that says. So you're relying on them to to read, right. which if if you're relying on someone to read this article for the content, then why spend so much time and effort and probably money on the graphics? So, the next article... I I think we may be being a little cantankerous and a little overprotective there, but it's still not a great article. Well, here's the thing. At the end of that article, what's the chance that person is able to enjoy their cigar? Probably not great. It's not serving the cigar community well. So, from Maxim Magazine... Hate Maxim magazine. Trey's hate, most hated magazine. I love that they have a picture. Is that Leave Schreiber holding a cigar? It looks like it, yeah. And all. The Seven Rules of Cigar Lounge Etiquette, etiquette by Gurkha Cigars. Oh. So we've established before that Gurkha has undoubtedly got to deal with Maxim when it comes to cigars. Right. And all. Prepared by Gurkha. Do not smell or lick a cigar. <laughs> I'll let you have a sniff. <laughs> well, I have, you know, we talked at the top of the show about wetting the cap of the cigar before we cut it. I have seen some guys full on X, we'll just say it was X rated what they were doing to their cigar before they lit it. So uh, to an extent, I understand what they're getting at. Don't fillet the cigar before cutting or smoking it. Never blow smoke in someone's face. That's one of those that really shouldn't have to be said out loud. Isn't this it? is this is one of those. I mean, I don't really care if you insult the honor of my house and my family. I'll slap you with my white glove, but I'm not going to blow smoke in your face. Right. Some things are just this rude. This is not a film noir. 
Do not smash your cigar out in the ashtray. Okay. We'll give them that. Give them that one. Do not let cigar ash spill over. Is this not the responsibility of the people emptying the ashtrays? I mean, is this mounded up and you're supposed to try to... Well, I think, you know, I'm kind of conflicted. I've seen this one come up a couple of times. I think what they're referring to is not ashing on the floor, not ashing on the ashtray in such a way that the ash spills over the edge. Don't get it in the grooves of the ashtray. Right. That sort of thing. I think that's more to what... It's not explained very well, but I think that's what they're referring to. And if that's the case, basically it means you are given a very large target to hit with the ash of your cigar. Be courteous and hit it. Never take your own cigars to a cigar lounge. Okay. I would yep. rather somebody blow smoke in my face than bring their own cigar to the Agreed. cigar lounge. And so would every brick-and-mortar owner, retail owner. Always cut and light a cigar properly. But the, and if you need to know how, go to Wiki. <laughs> They'll tell right. you. So they don't tell you how. They no, just they don't tell you anything how. They just tell you why you should do it well. This is the same. I'm, this is the same thing that, gets, that, that, that chaps my hide about golf. Go with me here. There's a connection. All right. Cut and light your cigar properly, but no instruction whatsoever. So basically, you're creating a barrier to entry. Someone who's trying to get into the hobby, they think they want to go. Now you're going to put the pressure on them to, to have to be perfect, even though they have no experience. This is a, so the way it relates to golf is I'll never forget, I almost didn't get into golf. Because when you're new, you miss hit a lot. You sure. hit the ball 20 yards a lot. You're slow. And I was, I was playing in the afternoon on a relatively not crowded course, and we had the ranger come up twice while we were playing our 18 holes and tell us that we needed to pick up the pace. We needed to move on. That puts so much anxiety on me. I'm already fighting with the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not playing well, so I'm not having the best time. I'm frustrated. And now you're making me feel guilty for being a beginner. Like, can we just, can we put a moratorium on that sort of thing? Can we be encouraging first? See, I got to thank you, kid. And here's the thing. You want to see the worst golf shot I'll make all day? Let somebody say, oh, y'all should go ahead and play through. Yeah, absolutely. Because now they're watching me, and you know I'm fixing, to, I'm fixing to shank it so far right if it stayed in the air long enough, he'd come back to me. Right. <laughs> Which would be considerably cooler because then I'd like catch it over my shoulder. But, <laughs> but yes, and this is the same thing. It's don't, let's, not, let's not utilize... A, I mean, I know Maxim, the fine publication is, would never put pressure on anybody. Oh, no. <laughs> there, there's no it, shaming it's in not, there. It's not like their whole business model revolves around exploitation to begin with anyway. Yeah. Don't be the I only smoke Cubans guy. Smoke what you like. Encourage others to smoke what they like. Yeah. So that's But the, here's the other thing. This is cigar shop etiquette, right? Yes. So definitely don't be the cigar shop, the I only smoke Cubans guy because you shouldn't be smoking Cubans in a cigar shop anyway because that means you brought your own and you're guilty of a couple of faux pas now. Right. You, we should have already covered. What bothers me, and I was being sure I wasn't being a cigar snob, this to me does, again, more damage than good. Yeah. This is going to make more people afraid of going to a cigar shop for not feeling like they understand the rules. A right. cigar shop is a welcoming and friendly place when managed and owned by the right people. And by and large, that's all of them, with very few exceptions. Well, the ones that don't have friendly staff don't stay in business. Right. It's a self-selecting group. And the guys that are jerks in the cigar shop, they are not around. You don't see a lot of jerks in the cigar shop. Yeah. So what this should be doing is saying, here are some guidelines with instructions on how to, you know, with the exception of the cut and light properly, there's nothing that they're saying in there that's kind of hard to follow. But if you have questions, ask someone who works there. That's paramount. Everyone is friendly. Everyone will want to help if you're willing to ask. That's all you, like, that should always be rule number one. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Well, you know, when I have we were my, all beginners once. When I have my wrestling event and I offer someone a cigar who I know is not a regular smoker, I say, hey, would you like me to cut that for you? To me, that's just being a good host. It's also being sure, you know, they don't whack a bad cigar. Right. Now, stepping away from those, I'm, I'm glad to know I'm not in a cigar snob, that those are just poorly written articles about cigars. They're bad cigar. So the Tatawahe Series P. Mm-hmm. 
I'm debating, is that a Muchador quality cigar? Yeah, I think so. What would what would be your what are your points for it and again it? Well, my points for it are the price is right, uh-huh. the construction is excellent, yeah. the quality of the the cigar is excellent, especially at that price. Uh, be hard to pull that out as a medium filler cigar, and I'll be hard to call that a cheap cigar, right? And I'll, but my points against it, I don't know that that's a novice smoker smoke. It's but it's still a medium. And I don't. It doesn't pack a, a too hard a punch. I don't think. I, I do think you lose something in the story. You know, if, if someone's not a regular. I mean, you and I are a little bit more nerdy about cigars than the average bear. So for me, the story behind how this cigar came to be is is part of the enjoyment. You know, it's a cigar smoker's cigar. Well, and you can always say those, you know, those are actually made for Pete Johnson, the head of Tatawahe Cigars, because they are. You don't have to tell the other part that they're made from leftovers off right. the cutting room floor. No. Now, I assume they're not off the floor. No. But. <laughs> but I guess But my point is, to me, I like that facet of it. And I don't necessarily know that someone who doesn't understand, you know, who's not a regular cigar smoker will think less of it. I think they maybe won't appreciate it. Is it too much cigar? For the novice smoker in that it burns so slow, especially it, it, if it's somebody that smokes cigarettes, they're go- are they going to lose stamina before they finish probably. that cigar? Probably, but it does come in a Robusto as well. It does, but the Robusto is still a 45-minute to an hour smoke. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've had a couple of the Robusto. It's like you said, that's a slow-burn cigar. I mean, we're sitting here. I've smoked two-thirds of mine, and you're about probably a about a half. Yeah. And all, we've been talking about equally. I don't think I've yeah. been over-talking. And, and I usually smoke right alongside you, but that one is a very lightly rolled cigar. That does smoke fast. This almost feels like a medium filler cigar. And, all, and I think that's because of the way they blend the pipe tobacco into it. I think this probably, if you, if you dissected it, though, I would never dissect one of these. If you dissected right. it, I imagine you would find a little more medium filler, a little less long filler. And Alan, for people new to the show, let's let's explain medium filler and long filler real quick. Standard handmade custom handmade cigars are made from long filler tobacco. That means one piece of tobacco stretches from front to back of the cigar. Right. And they are bunched in such a way, and they are laid in such a way, just like you were talking about the padrone that wouldn't burn. The Padron wouldn't burn backwards because it's not designed to burn backwards. Yeah, and there are a few different ways to bundle a cigar or to bunch a cigar. You can do it in tubo where you've got a bunch of little straws laid together, basically. Um, You can do the Cuban sandwich, which is typically with short filler cigars. And then um, then I can't remember. The the accordion is the other one. I think it's called something else. Now, is there a medium filler and a short filler, or is medium filler just sound better than short filler? And when he was selling it to me, he used the term medium. No, I think I think there is a difference between short filler and medium filler. Medium filler, from my understanding, is going to be typically uh, wrapper leaf or binder leaf that isn't sized appropriately, isn't or has just enough left over where it doesn't you. Because when you bunch a cigar, you have to have extras on either end right? to be able to, to account for cutting off and trimming. And this basically wouldn't make the full length because you don't have the extra. And the short filler is basically the pieces you whack off of both ends right. just due to the irregularity of an agricultural product. Right. Those are then put together and bound, put with binder and in a wrapper to make a less expensive cigar because basically you're just using the waste. Right. And there's a lot of good, you know, short filler cigars have come a long way. I mean, you know, we talk about the Schizo all the time. The new Alec Bradley 40 is going to be a medium medium to short filler cigar. Right. The cigar you're smoking now, I had, I had a Kristoff that cost three ninety nine this week. Holy cow. That was a short filler cigar. That was a good cigar. I mean, it wasn't knock your socks off, but... If I give you $4 for a cigar, I don't expect it to knock my socks no. off. I expect it to be a good smoke. Now, I do have a minimum standard, but I don't expect it to taste like a Padron or like this one does in my hand. Yeah, exactly. And also, okay, give a grade. To, we're going to wrap up the show here. Give a grade to the Series P. The Series P is a five for me. It's, it's a great cigar, but it's not... 
it's got a, it's just it's not in my wheelhouse smoking time wise it's a little too slow for my taste i don't get the volume of smoke that i would like and it just doesn't have enough nuance of flavor for me to really say this is a six or seven it's it is a great cigar and i know five is good not great it is a great cigar but for a six i want it to i want it to do something for me this i mean i certainly enjoy this but it's not it's not giving me anything to to focus on, if that makes sense. I give it a six, but it just barely makes the cut. Yeah. But I give it a six because the value. I was about to say, you know, and I almost said that, that putting value for dollar, it probably would push it up into that six category, but it would be, it would be just barely a six. Well, the sanctuary is a six and a half, six and three quarter all day long. Yeah, it's a phenomenal cigar. I'll be interested. And for someone who's not a huge Crown Heads fan, that is a huge, huge. Yeah, that's a huge rating for a cigar. Um, I'll be interested to see how they age. I would like to age a box of them for a year or two. I'd be interested to see how the flavors blend because it does taste. Does it taste young to you? I'm getting just a little bit of that sweet hit that I usually associate with just a little bit of a young cigar, I get a little bit of that sweet hit right on the tail end of the draw. I didn't get that from it. I didn't get that that young. I, I do get the sweetness, but it didn't taste that like the the kind you're talking about from a young cigar to me. Well, there's no ammonia. Right. You know, ammonia being the dis- distinguishing qualification of a, a cigar right. that's too young to smoke. Yeah. But I do get just a little bit like maybe that's something that would age out of it that would taste a bit. It would, yeah. Here's the thing. That's either going to get more prevalent or less prevalent with age. And either way would be good. Yeah. And I would like to age a box of them a year just to find out. Next time I'm up there, I might pick one. I'll, I'll split a box with you and we can, we can hang on to them. Yeah, we'll just split a box. I'll put it in there for a year and we'll smoke it in a year and see, see what the what the flavor profile does. But how do they get a hold of us, Trey? They can get a hold of us on info at thecigarcast.com, which is email, uh, facebook.com slash thecigarcast, Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast. By the time you hear this episode, you should have a couple more hours or a day left on the poll on who like on whether you like the short format or the longer format. Um, we uh, Right now, the longer format is winning, so we went a little longer this week. Um, but, you know, still got time to vote. We'd really love your feedback on that. Yeah, that's, a, you know, it's a big debate between Trey and myself, the long versus the short format. And it'll be interesting to see how that poll finally planes out. Right now, long format's killing short format it the, is. in the ratings. But I voted for long firm format. And I voted for short. So <laughs> at least we split that on We canceled on each other out. Exactly. All right. But thank you, everybody, for listening, and until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. Mm